Before we get to part two of the 90 Day Fiance finale, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or having difficulty with relationships like so many of our couples on 90 Day Fiance, trouble sleeping, feeling distressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen in to help. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs, and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's secure online professional counseling. BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise, which may not be available in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and everything you share. It's confidential. You won't ever have to sit in an awkward waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Robinson Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash RJP. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RJP to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here to talk about 90 Day Fiance season number eight for the final time as part two of our finale has aired uh, last night on TLC. And here to recap it with me, luckily, this man did not say he would only talk if I was not on the podcast. Here he is, the man who got it all started, Mr. 90 Day Fiance, part of the Peapod Squad. Here is Puya Zamichilli. Puya, how are you? I'm doing great, simply because you let me come on to talk with you and you allowed me to form a consensus with you, just like the other couples that are here. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy that you let me do that. Otherwise, I was going to drive back to my hotel, which I'm Mm -hmm. not going to now. Yes. All right. Part two of the uh, 90 Day Fiance Tell All. Not as climactic as part one. Most definitely not. Very short, very short, not so sweet is kind of where I would put it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did give us most of it in the last episode, and then we kind of got the remainder that remains here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about it. Uh, I guess let's let's just talk some business at the top, just that uh, in the off chance people might start this podcast and don't finish it because uh, it wasn't (laughs) such a newsy night of uh, 90 Day Fiance. Last night, Puya, we got to see a little bit more about what's going on with uh, 90 Day Fiance colon happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's right. Season six is yes. going to be replacing 90 Day Fiance's time slot now that it's over on Sundays. Okay. Uh, what are you seeing on the uh, 90 Day uh, Fiance happily ever after? So what you will be seeing is, first of all, you're going to be seeing three of your favorite couples from this season making a return for more television pleasure. Yeah. So I feel like we knew about Mike and Natalie and Jovi and Yara. I feel like that uh, Brandon and Julia is a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. So both Yara, Jovi and Brandon and Julia were mentioned later. The only one that had been confirmed was Mike and Natalie from this season. And then now... We see that they're involved. This is a thing that's going to be happening. And Brandon and Julia being back is a little bit more intriguing to me. Um, even though 
I have big reservations on on the two of them moving forward. Now. Yeah, I, I'm very scared on which one of these three is going to give me entertainment, and which one's just going to be traumatizing me for the mm-hmm. entire season. Yeah, I thought they were done. I thought they were sort of like the story was over. Yeah, That's I don't know like where. Life. I mean, yeah, just like I mean, it feels like they kind of left the tell all with we have to move out of the parents house and that's probably going to be where we're going to pick up with them did they move out did they not and and so on with brandon and julia but then yeah yara and jovi just had a baby as all of you watched the finale of yara and jovi the baby call with us last week Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago so Mm -hmm. you know that's happening and then mike and natalie got married somehow and are together so we're going to follow these adventures alongside of four other former 90 day fiance couples from other seasons as well. Okay. And uh, we were just looking at the trailer and we were talking and I had a uh, sad realization and it, and it was one of FOMO. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to miss this. This looks good. Am I yeah. being duped? Am I being catfished? Yeah, they slapped together a pretty great commercial for this. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you because I'm someone who, so I'll give you a bit of context to this. The last season of Happily Ever After, season five, three of these couples were already on that season. So I felt like they really phoned it in. They brought those three. They brought three of the new couples and then one of the older couples. Watching this trailer, there is going to be so much mess mm-hmm. in this season. There's going to be so much drama. It's going to be heated we're gonna have a lot of opinions about it and i got to watch this i got to share this with you and share my screen and watch your reaction and i was like i wonder if this is going to get rob's attention and i think it did rob I yeah think you're hooked look all right so maybe this is going to be the 90 day fiance podcast happily ever after story because all right you know what i'm in for a bit for a while Okay, for a while, for a while. <laughs> Count me in for the. I bet I I love the start of the season. I, I will uh, get this thing off the ground with you, and then uh, at some point, I'm gonna tag out. And you take it from here, from there, wherever we stop. Deal. Wherever Sounds I good. stop, I'll I'll take the baton. I'll move with it, and then. We will have you back, hopefully, for the tell-all, yeah. because I know you like oh, that yeah. part of oh, the show, Oh, count on too. that. Uh, yeah, so yeah. let's just see what's going on. So next week, Puya and I will come back together, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about the premiere of 90 Day Fiance uh, Happily Ever After. That's right. Season six. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Should be a fun one. Should be, and here's the thing. For those of you who, who ended up maybe discarding the show and just w- listening to the podcast... The best part of the show is back. The beginning is the best. So definitely tune in to uh, watching the show and then the podcast will even be better. Yeah. All right. So that's next week. Uh, we have one hour of reunion show to talk about. But yeah, any reason why they don't give us just a three hour like, a, you know, buckle up one night. Is that too much for I, the TLC audience to handle? I feel like no, no, no. They've definitely had longer before. It's either they couldn't fit it into the time slot. That's something else that had to be there. Or they didn't want to give us the bye week between 90 day and 90 day. Because Mm -hmm. this ends up being a 42 minute episode that then will next week will be taken over by the new 90 day. So I feel like they just didn't. They just wanted to have some 90 day going on um, in, in, in the programming. 
Okay, it's so really uh, like we had basically like three sort of beats here in uh, this hour. Basically, uh, the end of uh, Andrew and Amira, the Tariq and Hazel, and then we are going to then uh, circle back for one more uh, Mike and Natalie to top it all off. Of uh, We're going to bring in Sarah. Uh, let's talk about the Andrew stuff, Puya. Uh, we saw Andrew was going to walk out. He walked off the set. Uh, Amira will not talk to Andrew. Um, I like that Andrew got upset. This I mm-hmm. like. Um, what I didn't see coming was that the rest of the cast was going to the really try to like uh, uh, debate this with Amira. Yeah, I so I 100% agree with you. I was very happy that Amira chose to protect her peace and said, no, I'm not going to budge. Andrew's not going to be on with me. I'm not going to let him control me. This is not going to happen. He always makes me feel guilty. She's completely figured him out and is not going to give in to him, which I loved. But the cast, this nosy ass cast, really wanted them to unpack all of their stuff to them yeah. in live, in person. Why didn't Andrew take the opportunity to tell his side of the story? Like, why did he feel like the best move was walking out rather than coming on after Amira says her thing? He had the chance to have the last word. He had the chance to be like, look, look, see, this is what she does. She's not fair. She doesn't give me a chance to talk that all I wanted was an explanation and just hear about what was going on. This is, uh, you know, classic uh, Amira. Very, very flighty. uh, Doesn't really uh, not a great communicator, if you ask me. Yeah, I feel like. When Andrew doesn't get his way to get the narrative, to control the narrative, he's out. And we talked about this a little bit last week where I thought potentially, what if they said, okay, you ha- you say your side first, he might have stuck around. But I think because she gets first crack and he's not going to be there for it, he no, didn't you want, want last that licks. at all. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get this guy. I really mm-hmm. don't because ultimately, with, with regards to Andrew, he said and and rebecca's the one who points this out he was there for the confrontation Mm -hmm. he wanted to see her it was like i need my one last like aim at her which i did not appreciate Mm -hmm. and and obviously he clearly didn't care about anything else because he left like if you wanted your side of the story told as much you'd stick around to do it solo still you don't have to necessarily be in the same room and his side of the story sucks uh make no mistake yeah yeah i doesn't have a good side of the story no, part of him, Rob, was he didn't want to get roasted by everybody. And I, and you know, the minute they show the Mexico footage, he's going to get. Oh, uh, like, so he didn't want to get like, uh, all right, Andrew, let's uh, show everybody. Uh, here's you in Mexico when uh, like, uh, why weren't you doing more to save Amira? Uh, maybe he didn't want like the cross examination from Sean. Yeah, I definitely think that that's probably going to be the case where he didn't want that. He didn't want Tariq being like, damn, you did nothing, huh? He mm-hmm. didn't want uh, Julia saying stuff, Jovi saying stuff. Like, everyone was going to have a free day with him and Amira, and he didn't want that to happen. Again, the only reward he had to be there was to talk to Amira, and that's all he cared about. And when Andrew doesn't get his way, he kicks his feet and he takes his ball and he goes home, which is yeah. what he did here. Um. 
Amira gets to talk with Sean. Uh, she tells her stories. Uh, she has like a couple of things that uh, the uh, panel seems to like uh, take some exception to. Um, the one thing I thought uh, was uh, weird first was she sent the ring back to Andrew, but also sent presents to Andrew's family. Uh, and, and they yeah. didn't uh, send her a thank you for her presence. Honestly, I don't know how I would react if my brother had a fiance in another country and then they broke up and then she sent me a present. Like, I, I, I think I might not know how to react. Yeah, that was the one part of Amira's telling, which I thought either I didn't feel like that's factual or why. Like you, if you're giving back the ring, that's good enough. Like, and like, if you're trying to close this, why are you expecting a thank you back? Like you're not getting it. You're not getting a response. That's a good thing for you. So that was, I was a little bit confused about, but if she did indeed send gifts, that's nice, I Mm -hmm. guess. But what could the gift have been? If, if I'm getting like, why am I separating with someone and then sending them a gift and the whole family? Mm -hmm. It can't be a big gift, right? Surely it's not that valuable of a present. Probably not a great gift. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, All right. So we get into Amira being detained in Mexico and the panel really seems like uh, I guess we have a bunch of uh, immigration lawyers on the panel because they felt like that uh, like impossible. Uh, The Mexican authorities would not detain Amira and not tell her what she uh, she did. Yeah, I love that this happens with Brandon and Jovi being the two loudest of yeah no the Jovi especially I've traveled internationally they wouldn't do I'm like Jovi they 100% would randomly pick people mm-hmm. I have the amount of times I have been randomly told all right we've chosen you're the lucky winner of today's random check yeah. I'm like okay let's go I mean it's routine at this point I I'm, I know it's coming but like Jovi needs to check his privilege, but I don't think he recognizes that it is a privilege. Especially during uh, COVID, like, uh, you know, all all sorts of reasons. Like, and so not like that she was coming into the U.S. She's coming into Mexico. um, Yeah. uh, Also, I do not believe Amira speaks Spanish. No, no, she doesn't. And then we've talked about this at this point of. So the reason that would have happened is the uh, immigration officers there do not hear her. She doesn't explain what she's doing. She's got a one-way ticket, which is not never a good sign in moments like this. So if they think that there's cause for you to, you don't intend on returning, you intend on going there and then like, you know, staying past your, your visa or anything, they're not going to allow you to do that. So that's definitely something that ends up happening. Now, do I think that they said, okay, miss, so let me tell you why we're detaining you. No, there's a big chance. They genuinely did not say anything and just detained her. But I think anyone worth their grain of salt at this point would like there's so many sleuths on the Internet who knew exactly why this had happened. But these guys just went off the nah, she's bluffing. And she's right in that call, Rob. She's in the call. She's in the studio and they're doubting her like this. I I just didn't know how to feel about mm-hmm. it, except for Matt. Um, Then. Amira talks about how uh, then she didn't hear from Andrew uh, while she was detained. Uh, But then she did say uh, that she had barely no messages from Andrew. Do we think that Andrew sent her messages or no? 
See, I don't. I think Andrew is very much a slacktivism type of guy, mm-hmm. where he just he doesn't do things, but he's the thought that counts. So we we talked about how we didn't see him really move around, do much to to rescue Amira. But I do think he's the type who would have sent some messages. I think he would have sent not. some messages. Yeah, uh, that, uh, like yeah. Amira, Andrew looks bad enough. You don't have to like exaggerate. <laughs> Yeah. We already don't we like already him. Know. Like, yeah. We're yeah, already we yeah. already don't like him. You know, you don't need yeah. to like uh you know give us any extra hot sauce on the Andrew stuff. Yeah. No, so, no, he he sent messages. Yeah, they probably weren't great messages, but he sent them. Yeah. Uh how many messages do you think Andrew sent? Let's see. So on over a scale under of four and a half. I'll take the over because you know three messages alone were babies. Hey. So yeah, the babies come separate as mm-hmm. messages, so a little mm-hmm. over. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the group is really saying that uh, they should give Andrew the chance to talk. Um, Andrew, with the producers, uh, they let Andrew know, like, hey, Andrew, just so you know, uh, the cast is trying to get you to come back. Uh, were they hoping that Andrew would be like, all right, I'll do it for them. I'll come back in and, you know, I'll do it for Ziad. Yeah, like, so, oh, someone wants me? Okay, I'll do it. Like, they thought, I genuinely think they looked at this man and thought, okay, if he thinks that people want him there, he will do it for the attention. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. He wants one person's attention, and her not giving that to him hurts him more than anything, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. To the point where he leaves. Amira says that um, she doesn't want to talk to Andrew because uh, she'll have a panic attack. She doesn't know when he's going to yell. He uh, will scream. Do we know Andrew is a screamer? He has not done any voice raising in our presence on the show. Um, but he yeah he's uh, that you know like he's you know uh, certainly manipulative uh, like works in the gaslighting trade it's possible yeah. we see a different guy when the cameras are on which already isn't a great guy the cameras so are also, on. yeah so when the screaming's in the equation yeah i'm not about that so i don't blame her and that's the that's the thing for me rob with, with regards to this panel it felt very much like they just didn't like the the others did not recognize how much trauma Amira had gone through. They literally made her sit through the entire Mexico footage mm-hmm. and then proceeded to ask her questions about this guy who she clearly didn't want there. And all everyone else was saying was, well, it'd be nice to hear his side of the story. Like, he should be here. Mm-hmm. Like, Team, how about there's trauma involved? How about, she doesn't have to face her toxic partner that she had. Like, I just didn't, I was so beside myself with these people. Especially, here's the best part. When the Jovis of the world are the ones being the spokesperson yeah. for for this like you know it's not the right call yeah jovi every time that he was piping in it was like uh he could sh- uh shut the hell up also because uh, <laughs> yeah it's like hey uh you know my segment is done so i could just weigh in on whatever everybody else is talking about so i was just like weighing over here or say my things was, like uh are you kidding me bro yeah speaking of jovi rob there was a there was a couple cut scenes in the middle of this tell all you know in the in the back scenes where they're all having a like a water brandon was having a red bull one the internet is undefeated so someone found a little screenshot of uh jovi sitting there with his red cup and his bottle of water and his red bull and tucked in between and behind these two there is a little mini uh bottle of what looks to be smirnoff vodka so jovi was also getting um drinks here he finally found the drinks that were served to him last time 
he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Do they normally serve drinks during a like non-COVID tell-all? It, so if they do, it's like they're not permitted on stage, right? Mm-hmm. So they would have to be in the background. But this is hidden, which makes me feel like it's one of those things where they try and not tell us it's happening, but it is happening, which makes sense. It loosens people up to talk. This makes more sense to me why Jovi's piping up with this nonsense because he never cares about anything. Why is he suddenly caring yeah. about other people's relationships? So, mm-hmm. um, telling. Then uh, what hurt Amir most of all was that when she got back from Serbia, she saw Andrew was back on the dating site. This, I believe, this part, I believe, uh, the thing that she got a notification, uh, that part of the story sounds a little fuzzy, but uh, that Andrew immediately was back on the dating site. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Rob, Rob, come on, come on. That look, all's fair in love and war. She doesn't want to talk to me. What am I going to do? I'm in my prime. I'm on TV. Come on. The only prime he should have and has is Amazon Prime, nothing else. But, but no, I, I 100% think that he was back on the dating site. I think that she also probably ended up on, back on the dating site herself, potentially. Mm-hmm. We do find out A that. Tale as old as time, Puya. Yeah. Yeah. Amira's back on the relationship um, side of things and now is dating a new person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she says she's dating a new person, Mr. Right. He's in the U.S. He's perfect. Uh, does any part of this story sound sus? No. Based on what we know about Amira, um, she very clearly sees herself one day living in America. Yes. And this makes sense to me. Now, you there's no reason why it can't be two things. Why she couldn't come to America and also find a partner that's right for her. I haven't. We haven't met the guy, so we don't know anything. I don't I've, think I've do seen. Do we see him on her. any of her socials? Her Twitter is pretty much just uh, if you tweet out that you don't like Andrew, you're getting a retweet Ooh, festival. So I like that. I like that pettiness. Right, right. Uh, nothing else there. If look at her check, Instagram. Yeah, that's where we should be looking because hmm. I don't think I've seen anything. There we go. Now let's see Amira. her. Just Amira. Just Amira. Yeah. No, I don't see. I don't see her. Mm-hmm. So. So somewhere, oh, I, mean, I don't see him. Yeah. Maybe he's taking the pictures. the The new love of Amira's life. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I could, yeah. Do we think that Amira and her uh, mysterious American love of her life will appear on a future ninety day property? I don't think so. I don't think based on if you think about the people that they've brought on, I don't think Amira had enough go wrong, like enough of her presence being the problem that she gets to come back. But now if Andrew has someone, you know, they'll pick someone like Andrew and throw him right back on TV. Yeah. But I think Amira did not have enough spiciness in herself for them to bring her back on. Yeah. With all due respect to Amira. Yeah. She's not really like uh, electrifying on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, Amira, go live your life. Go live your life with the Mr. Right. And, and don't look back. You, yeah. You don't need this. Okay. All right. Um, then uh, we take a break. We got to check out uh, what was going on uh, backstage. Anything uh, interesting uh, about? Uh, oh, we got to see like everybody like do their, like, their own little like uh, recap podcast of uh, Andrew and Amira. 
Yeah, so Julia's confused. Julia seemed like she kept losing the plot a lot mm-hmm. tonight. And then Jovi talks about how the story is bogus. This is where he says that he's traveled to a lot of places. Um, and then the, they ended up all coming to this consensus of they believe that she, they're both of them are lying about part of the story, which I don't think is false. I think that there is some some manipulation of the truth from both sides, one more than other. If you know who I'm talking about, then mm-hmm. you know, Andrew. But I definitely agreed with that part. But then they all said that it was weird that she's seeing another guy after having, if she's gone through as much trauma as she says, which I thought, who are you to decide yeah. that? Like, like, that's not your trauma to like judge like, on. What, she so, could never date again? Yeah. I Again, you could not have asked for like a worse moral police squad mm-hmm. than, than these people all yeah. gathering around to pass this judgment. Yeah. All right. While they're taking their break, uh, let me quickly thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Uh, those are our friends over at Brook Linen. And of course, uh, if you're an early bird or if you like to hit the snooze button, you might have to get up early and go uh, feed the animals on the farm. Uh, whether you have to get up early or not, everybody deserves to sleep in ultimate comfort. That starts with your comforter and Brook Linen can help you get your best sleep. Brook Linen creates beautiful, high quality bedding and home essentials. They work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen, no markups. Their comforters come in lightweight, all season, ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter uh, for stress relief. Uh, there's a variety of materials, including eco-friendly recycled down alternative and Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows and duvet covers. Puya, you will think that you were at the resort with Andrew of just uh, relaxing in total comfort of a five-star resort. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. We love our Brooklinen sheets at our house that we don't ever want to be without them. We have to have backups for when uh, the main set is in the wash. You're going to love them too. Believe me, you'll be sleeping like uh, Jovi, uh, like passed out to the world uh, when when he comes home. That's just how comfortable you'll be in your Brooklinen sheets. Treat yourself to the ultimate comfort. With Brooklinen's Comforter Collection, go to brooklinen.com, use promo code ROB to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code ROB for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code ROB, or as I like to say, no sleep till Brooklinen. Um, Tariq and Hazel, we waited to get to them, and... We got to hear about uh, Tariq and Hazel and their interesting relationship. And so uh, they started off really like uh, on the defense here because Tariq is going to set the record straight. Hey, look, it's not all about threesomes. And boy, like the entire panel was like, what? What do you mean it's not about three? Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this entire segment was one big Tariq being I'm g- going on the I'm going to be educational route and I'm going to teach you what it means. It's actually called polyamory. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else being like, 
nah, you like threesomes. You're here for two girlfriends. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And they, they just and they kept pulling at that thread. They, they, it felt like no one was listening to Tariq yeah. at all while he was talking. Even Yara was like, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, it's not about the sex. Okay, sure. Like, uh, man and woman are gonna, like, uh, it's not about sex ever. Come on. What, to to which I would reply to you, I'd be like, yeah, if I was dating Jovi, there's nothing else there. What, we're going to have like, the good banter with Jovi? Like, that's not happening. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, listen, I want to speak as someone who was in a long-distance relationship that was relied heavily upon texting and video chats until you meet in person. There's a lot of chemistry that has to be figured out then. Like, am I going to be feeling comfortable Standing next to a person, sitting next to a person. Like, there's so much more than just that. So, I, this was comical to me that they were like, nah, nah, nah. You, the minute you see each other, that's what you're doing. Like, no, this is highly, highly incorrect. Mm-hmm. Again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both Yara and Julia both are like, uh, like, come on, get out of here. <laughs> what are you trying to the dudes though? Like, what's Brandon going to have like good dinner conversation? There's not. No, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So at least from that, I kind of see it. I kind of understand it. But I just, it was so funny to me the way they looked at Tariq and thought, stop it, Tariq. Stop playing with us. Mm-hmm. You're lying yeah. to us. Um, and Tariq is like, listen, today's word of the day is polyamory. That's what this is called. It was, I thought it was a decent explanation mm-hmm. that. That, and like how it goes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, I thought if you didn't know, you would learn in this instance. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, Zied was like, that's not normal. Zied was like, this is not a thing. <laughs> so again, and like, okay, so I come from a, a, a Muslim background and I believe within the religion, you can't have four wives. So yes. I'm like, Zied, like, wait, I don't want it. Like, I don't, I'm not into the polyamory, but also like, I wouldn't say it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Some people, it works for them. Oh, yeah. Rob, remember how you said that you had brought up um, the sister wife? Have the sister wife thing? So I said I would go ask Liana, and I'd let you know what she yeah, says. Yeah, what she say? So I said, Liana, like, what? How do you think we would be if if we had a sister wife in our midst? She was like, Yeah, we'd be fine. I was like, Oh, really? She's like, Yeah, because she'd be dead. And I thought, Okay, oh. well, <laughs> I was like, Don't mess with Doctor Liana Boris. Then gotcha. Noted. So yeah, yeah I, I heard that. That was fun. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah I, I brought it up again with Nicole, and she really was not. She was not tickled. I mean, uh, that we're you know talking about like uh, Yara and uh, <laughs> and Julia's reaction. But I have to say that the first lady of podcasting uh, was not super open minded about this idea. Yeah, no, neither was Liana. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hazel says, look, uh, she's into Tyreek and she likes girls, too. Um, Tyreek uh, talks about how, look, listen, everybody. This is not my first rodeo. Okay? This has happened before. Look, I know what I'm doing here, everybody. Okay? Tariq knows. Um, and Rebecca she got a bleep bleep. Can you guess at all? Like, uh, this was like a Wheel of Fortune puzzle for me. She got a bleep bleep. She got a bleep bleep. Is it a something job, do you reckon? 
something job. Well, why would the job have to be uh so that we couldn't figure it out? So we because like I can't think of anything else that would be two words that would need to be bleep back to back. But it was like a long bleep. It was like effing f uh f effing oh. s. Hmm. Can you repeat the rest of the sentence real quick? <laughs> Yeah, so this comes right after Hazel starts talking about that it's good that Tariq uh, knows what to do with the two women. So here, here's here's Hazel, and then you'll hear uh, Rebecca with the bleeps. It hasn't exactly been a lifestyle, you know, but it has happened. Okay. And that's great. <laughs> that's great. That's great? I feel like when we have a girlfriend someday, so he knows what to do, how to treat two girls, how to deal with two girls in one time. So that's good that he has, you know, experience about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would be honest with you, Rob. I, I don't think I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. It would start with an O. Oh, oh, so, but like the words I'm thinking of wouldn't be censored, or at least I don't yeah. think they would. I don't know. It's a mystery. Right? mystery. Yeah. We need a lip reader to go back and see what Rebecca is having to say. Um, all right. So then, then we bring Minty into this. Can we, can we let Minty live her life? <laughs> Do we have to keep bothering Minty? Yeah, Minty keeps being brought back more and more and more. What's and in I this think for she, Minty, Puya. I mean, she better be getting some kind of like wire transfer, at least for mm-hmm. her time. And and to have to like butt heads with Hazel every once in a while. No, I I don't understand why you knew Minty was coming into. There was no way. What else do Tariq and Hazel have to talk about at the tell if not Minty being there, right? Mm-hmm. So this was gonna happen for sure. Um it is so incredibly awkward anytime Hazel and Minty are talking to each other. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. And I don't even know like why what what's in this for Minty? Why does she answer the calls from the producers? Uh, I hope they pay her. Uh Minty uh so she talked to Tariq uh just that day. Did we ever get a clear explanation of why Tariq needed to talk to Minty? So it <sighs> With regards to the today, well, no. So we, what we found out was why he is now allowed to talk to Minty. Because I think before there was a strict, you can't talk to her anymore. What I'm recognizing now is I believe he's allowed to as long as he's talking in this group chat that him, Hazel, and Minty are in. So that Hazel can just keep an eye on all the messages coming in and out. But what do they need to talk about? Like, a, hey, do you know what time the finale is today? That I can't tell you because mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me beyond, okay, how is everything with the pandemic? Okay, you're good. Okay, cool. That's it. What else are they going to say after this? What else is there to say after this? I don't know. Like, And they kept, you know, emphasizing we're, we're just friends and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. But what could you be like? Maybe they're just passing. You know what, Rob? Maybe they're just passing memes to each other all the time. Maybe mm-hmm. she like he's big on TikToks and he sends her TikToks to watch. I don't know. I don't know what the nature is. I'm not sure. Is Minty a TikToker? It's not impossible. It's mm-hmm. not impossible. It's a it's a very fun hobby yeah. when you fall into scrolling. So. so they talk about how that Minty and um, 
Tariq are just friends, and then uh, Julia and Yara, like, uh, like, oh, okay, yeah, right, uh, yeah, okay, just friends, right, the man and woman are friends, ha, 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 ha. Between this and the circle, I'm really sensing some outdated uh, mentalities that I thought everyone else had moved past from. But yeah, this this men and women not being friends take or shouldn't be friends take. I don't obviously don't subscribe yeah. to. It's going to come um, up in the next segment also when we bring in Sarah and Mike is friends with Sarah. Yeah, the fun doesn't stop. The reunion. This is the thing, Rob. The tell all has been fun for two things. One is learning what everyone thinks about each other. Mm-hmm. And then two, just realizing how messy these people can be. And it's delivered in both fronts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, that's minty. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> nothing new here. <laughs> you said we're done. Yeah, honestly, what yeah. else is there to say? Really? There's nothing else to say so, with Minty, Tariq, or Hazel. We wish yeah, them the like, best. We wish them the best. As Sean would say. <laughs> Hazel so clearly wants to be done with the minty stuff. She literally has said, delete the number. Yeah. Everyone in the cast was like, then delete the number, Tariq. Tariq's not letting go. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's Tariq's, I think in Tariq's head, if he lets go, that means he's admitting to wrongdoing. And so he's not willing to do that. Which just delete the number, bro. Like there's there's plenty of other people yeah. you can be friends with. Also this is someone who's bu- yeah. I'd like to nominate um, Tariq and Hazel for an award that I'm calling uh, the most inept polyamorous couple of all time. <laughs> is there a short list for the award or did they just win it? What easy? is wrong? Like, oh, these two people, they have one goal in life. Hey, we're going to find a third person. We're going to mm-hmm. find. They've been at this, what, a year? These people are on TV. That they are, you know, attractive enough people. What is the problem here? Yes, COVID nineteen, we get it, but they can't. They it doesn't sound like they have a lead. A year, no. yeah, and 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 they opened their segment with um, Hazel being asked, "Do you still want to find a girlfriend?" And she said, "Yes, in the future." So they're hopeful, but are they doing a good job of it? Absolutely not. Um, it sounds like all they've done is talk to their one ex that they have no interest in being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So they're not making it far, far at all with this. Good luck to them. But I think they are definitely the correct recipient of the not most. Not one polyamorous person reached out on Instagram, slide, slide into those DMs. Like, Hey, I think Hazel's cute. What's going on, Tariq? <laughs> hey, Hey, Hazel, uh, you and Tariq seem like a swell couple. We've talked about, um, that's how it goes, to- right? Yeah, yeah, we've talked about civilians sliding into the DMs of the 90-day people, and no one is short of getting them. Everyone gets these messages. The big ads of the world are getting these messages. So there's no doubt in my mind that they've gotten the messages now. Have they pursued them or not? Or is it a situation where they can't agree? That is a whole different story. Mm -hmm. We wish them luck because you know, Rob. If their story had more interesting bits to it, sure. they would be all over the polyamory angle on the show. They would have been a bigger stars on the season than they were. The truth is there doesn't seem like they're catching a lot um, or doing a lot about it. So, yeah. yeah, I think the move is you have to go to Hazel first, because I think that anybody that comes by way of Tariq, uh, Hazel's going to be immediately suspicious about. But like uh, if you're if, you, if you're watching them, Day fiance, you want to be that third wheel um, part of the triangle. The sauce. 
Then there it is. Go ahead and uh, yeah, look up Hazel. Maybe Hazel is Hazel on social media. Hazel should be on social media. Let's do a quick check mm-hmm. here. I, it's interesting because with with the with the uh, um, ninety day couples, if you just put in their name and ninety, usually they pop up. I am not seeing a Hazel here. Uh, that's the problem. They got to get Hazel on uh, like Instagram or something, and then the women will reach out to Hazel. She mm-hmm. can vet them. Uh, I found her account. I found Hazel's account. Yes. Let's see. 81,000 followers. I'm not seeing all that much going on here. No, there's like a total of 10 posts, 13 posts. Um, Tariq has 89 posts. So Tariq's name on Instagram is Tariq Myers 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. W- what's 90 degrees? Why 90, 90 day fiance? 98 degrees he's 90 degrees is that what it is i'm not sure uh i don't know maybe he wanted to not be so on the nose all right uh let's talk about um mike and natalie uh we got one last topper for mike and natalie and let's bring in the story of sarah of course sarah who broke up Mike and Natalie, uh, or at least drove a huge wedge <laughs> into Mike and Natalie. But do you have a, a time frame on this? When was Sarah's wedding? Was this something? Did this happen in between the the seasons? Like, did Mike go to visit Yara in Ukraine and then come back, and then this happened? Uh, I believe so, because this happened before the reunion for season seven. So we at the very least know what happened somewhere between them shooting the Ukraine. No, it definitely happened after they shot the season because that none of that footage was in the season proper. That all right. started after happening they and shot revealed. season seven of 90 Day Fiance. Yes. But yes. before season eight. Oh, yeah. Before. I mean, during the tell all for season seven is when it unraveled where this story came up and we found out that. Natalie was essentially accusing Mike of being unfaithful with Sarah. Yeah. So this ended up being, yeah, this would have been, let's say maybe two, three to a month, two months prior to the reunion or something in that timeline. Yeah. Um, Sarah is Mike's longtime friend and uh, she's here on the zoom and she wants to know, um, are Mike and Natalie a good combo? Is there one person on earth that thinks Mike and Natalie are a good combo? I was about to say Natalie, but even she seems mm-hmm. like she's doubtful, and she must be the most high on that relationship. No, they've uh, they've shown no moments of yeah, they're good together. They peaked. They literally peaked the first episode. Was it where they went to the to that in Seattle? But even then, before that, you could hear all the doubts in his voice. So. No, nobody. No one out here is endorsing this relationship. Maybe, maybe Jovi after that fifth drink, but that's it. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get into uh, the night in question. It was the night before Sarah's wedding, and Mike went there. Um, they asked Natalie, uh, "Do you feel like that Mike was unfaithful to you uh, that night?" She says uh, she had a fear. She had a fear that yeah. it happened. Yeah, which. She says fear. I think that there was more to it. I think Natalie has shown that she does take things very much overboard. Um, so I think she says fear. There definitely was more, especially given another segment we got about them right after this when, when they do talk to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so according to Natalie, that Mike was on FaceTime 
shirtless. And then Sarah said, hey, I'm going in the shower. Which obviously means they just got done having sex. It could be nothing else. <laughs> yeah, nothing else yes. could be the case. Uh, it was her wedding day. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, and and there were more people there. Mm-hmm. And it, no, it was not a polyamory thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, she also got into that was my Mike. Uh, I think at times she called him half stoned, or was he half naked? Stoned and half no. naked, or was he half? I stoned? think he was full stoned, half naked. Full stoned, half naked. Half stoned, full naked. Okay. Yeah. And then Sarah doesn't recall this happening exactly that way, but does not think it would be unusual that she would announce to the house full of people she's going in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't didn't seem like that big a deal, which mm-hmm. I can't recall that ever being a big deal, but also I've not, I haven't found myself in too many instances where someone's like, I'm going to go shower now. Like that doesn't happen all that often. So, I mean, I think I would say that like, uh, like, Hey, if anybody's looking for me, I'm going in the shower. You know, and it's like, um, you know, the, she is the bride. Yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. They need to know her whereabouts. Mm -hmm. So we now hear from the peanut gallery. Guess what? (laughs) Yara wouldn't like this. Julia wouldn't like this. And oh, get this. Rebecca wouldn't like this. Oh, I can't imagine Rebecca, who didn't even like it when a woman was talking to Zed at the table. Imagine if Zed had a female friend. Oh, uh, never. Mm -hmm. This would... She would not accept this whatsoever. She would the hell would break loose. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. defo not. Okay. Um, so then Mike went to go take Sarah to go pick up the wedding cake, and Natalie called up. So this is, I guess, on this woman's wedding day. This was that this this conversation happened on Sarah's wedding day. Uh Natalie said congratulations and then asked Sarah are all American women whores or is it just you? Allegedly. Allegedly. So first of all, wow. (laughs) I was like, that's a way to make an introduction with somebody just off the top rope right out the gate. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Natalie full denies this and says, I never said such a thing. And then when they asked Mike, Mike said, so the convo got really heated. And then Natalie jumped in and said, I got very emotional and said some things very quickly. Yes. Which to me is a confession of I did say this. Puya, I don't know about you. This does not sound like something my Natalie would say. I cannot imagine Natalie saying something like this are all American women whores or is it just you? Natalie would never say something like that. She doesn't have I, that gear. I mean, she did, we're talking about the person who called someone a low class drunk man um in a moment of anger. So we know she's she's got the she's got the Natalie you know, is quick- such a kind <laughs> spirit. She would not go and, and start calling some woman a whore on her wedding day. I'm sensing a little bit of sarcasm here. Not, uh, this is, I could not imagine this ever being something Natalie would do. Yeah, no, Natalie is a kind soul. We know this. We've seen this firsthand and, and no other narrative will fit. The shoe doesn't fit here. 
I, I, yeah, I can't with, with this, with the, cause like, here's the thing. How did I leave this segment feeling better about Mike than I did Natalie? <laughs> like, how did they, how were they able to do this for me? And mind you, I've not liked either of them. No. I have to, we have to watch them for another season, but it was fascinating to see. I feel like Mike really loved this moment. Yeah. But it's just so weird. Anytime you saw them together in the last episode and here, Rob, they're not even really together. Like they they mm-hmm. they had that weird segment at the end where they walked past each other in the hallway and there's just nothing. There are no sparks there. There really isn't. Yeah. I mean, this is the whole story of uh, Mike and Natalie. Natalie flies off the handle says like incredibly like mean rude things uh when she is in her feelings uh mike knows this cannot work this is not the person that he wants to be with yet he is uh so weak or so enamored by the idea of being on this TV show that he does not break things off with her like that she is uh not an ideal mate and he is too feckless to call it quits and tell her the truth and say, we should not be together. Honestly, I. That's Mike I and Natalie. That is Mike and Natalie. I think ultimately with Mike, he's got to either the publicity from the show is helping him in his business or in other ventures. That's why he keeps coming back and he's sticking through with this. Or he just likes the attention because he doesn't like Natalie and he's not there for that. And Natalie didn't want to end up leaving during a pandemic. So she sticks it out with him. But where's the love? Mm. Where's the love? The whole premise of the show. Like, how are you putting them on a happily ever after when I've said that I don't feel like they're happily ever, ever Mm -hmm. from the beginning? It's baffling. It really is. Um, they had asked Mike about, uh, did did you hear those words? Uh, Natalie says, well, no, no, she was uh, actually superstitious, uh, cautious, like a detective style uh, was uh, what she said, which exactly. is, I, I don't really understand uh, what that word. I've never heard those words together in uh, a string like that. Cautious, like a detective style, I kind of get. But superstitious? That is definitely meant to be another word that I think um, she has misplaced in here. Mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, because obviously there was no mention of anything to cause superstition yes. in this instance. Is that bad luck if your fiance uh, sleeps with the bride of a different wedding? Is that maybe the superstition? Like, the, do you the get the bad yeah. luck as the person who has an unfaithful partner? Hmm. Maybe. How long would that bad luck run? Hmm. Maybe if Mike sees the bride before her wedding, maybe that's the superstition. Maybe. <laughs> okay. It's a lot. And then maybe there was a plurality where both of the things together cause super superstition. And then that's a whole other thing. Um, they asked Sarah, uh, do you think that uh, this is going to be a happily ever after? It's good marketing using the phrase happily ever after here. Sarah says, I don't know. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to hear that. Okay. And then uh, we wrap it up. Good night. Good night. Yeah. They kind of give us a little by little. 
here's everyone's parting confessional or parting words about what they what's in the store for them in the future. Um, and then we got my favorite part of the night, Rob, where Yara goes up to Brent, uh, Brandon and Julia and says, Juliana and Brandonana, which was phenomenal. <laughs> Did love that. Did love that. Wouldn't yeah, they just that- be one portmanteau name like uh, Brandonana? Yeah, I don't know why why Brendan got his own Anna on it, but mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny. I think that ultimately, Rob, when we finish this season, okay, finishing this season, who's number one on my list on, you know, best entertainment and character and person? I think Yara wins, and it's not close. Are we talking individually or as a couple? Individually individually mm-hmm. i think yara as an individual wins with like zied being the runner-up but zied not winning because zied didn't give me enough on the show potentially is where i would see it and then obviously the bottom is just a cage match between andrew and jovi mm-hmm. um and, and mike and whoever yeah. wins that can be the worst i think it's harder to do that from like least objectionable to like most objectionable like i i, I would like feel that I have a better sense of like uh, these like characters in terms of like what they gave us over the course of the season, like as a cup, as a pair, it's harder for me to isolate the individual people. Okay. Let's do it. Like you want to do that? I I feel like that she uh, got a raw deal. She had to deal with Jovi, but I don't feel like necessarily like that. Yara was particularly like uh, the MVP of the season. No, no, because as a couple, they started off at good moments. And then because of the fact that this guy kept having to go offshore and would miss a chunk of time, they had nothing for us until they gave us the big, big finale with the two of them. So I don't think they would end up being the MVP couple of the season. But then Hmm. that begs the question, who would you say was the MVP couple of the season? I... Probably would still say it was Brandon and Julia only because their first half was so strong that even though they had like a pretty like, uh, you know, middle of the road to like below average uh, second half to final third of the season that I just feel like that their first half of the season was uh, transcendent. No, and I and I definitely co-sign this sentiment because I do think that if we're talking volume, who got the most time, it was definitively Mike and Natalie. They mm-hmm. went coast to coast with being either the first or second most covered couple the whole way through, but it was not a great story. No. Whereas Brandon and Julia had the fun bits at the beginning. Ron and Betty broke out in their own way for a while there. It did end up hitting a pit stop, but clearly they're back again for the next season. And based on the preview, I am re-excited to see them. I wasn't, but then that little preview we got with her uh, telling off Brandon in the restaurant is great. So they're going to get it for me as well. This ultimately, Rob, all the said and done, I have to ask you, what were your, if you're giving this a, one out of ten, like a out of ten. What grade are you giving this season of Ninety Day? So I don't your, really have and, anything to compare it to. I mean, that in mm-hmm. my notes here, I see that this is the nineteenth week that we have uh, done the Ninety <laughs> yeah. Day Fiance recap, which feels long. Feels like that uh, this went like five or six weeks longer than a Survivor season, which mm-hmm. like uh, on their own feels long. Plus, these are two hours episodes, so. 
um between like uh we we have had 37 hours of 90 day fiance is that right and and and, just about yeah yeah or 36 hours and then uh, one hour of uh jovi and yara's baby special like i mean that is an (laughs) insane amount of time to spend with these characters it's it's a lot. It's a lot to go through and and meet. And I think that ultimately my big takeaway from the season is that it was it had very fun moments. It was obviously been a delight to talk about it on the podcast, but ultimately it went a little too long and they ran out of material. Yeah. They really stretched out the material to the point where it stopped being fun at moments. But again, I think that for what it was getting a season during the pandemic, clearly mm-hmm. there were some limitations there. But it sounds like they're pushing through with more content anyway. So uh, I'm excited to see what the next season gives us. Yeah, we'll see where it goes uh, from here. I am excited about the possibility of that. I feel like that the thing that I probably liked least about 90 Day Fiance was the lead up to the wedding. So where the wedding was, say, uh, 80 days away, 70 days away. I feel like that that's where the gold was. And I'm wondering if by getting rid of the goalposts here on Happily Ever After of instead of the will they or won't they get married? I'm hoping that with Happily Ever After, there's the opportunity to uh, focus a little bit more on the things I like and less of like, uh, you know, countdown to the wedding. Yeah, there's ultimately a lot less of a rigid format with the Happily Ever After because you don't have to rely on the wedding. Um, There are some couples that will have their, like, you know, for example, the last season of Happily Ever After, Elizabeth and Andre, who are going to be on this new season of Happily Ever After, Rob, they had their Moldovan wedding. So they were going to have a second ceremony for his family. They had that wedding ceremony, but that ended up being in the middle of the season. It wasn't like the point of the ending of the season. So there's no clear, oh, they're going to stop the season here. They just stop it. And then they take us to the tell all and, and we set up the next season. Like there really isn't much else that goes there, which I think is good because that means that you're going to capture for the most part, the highs of the couples or the more, uh, the, the main juicy parts of the couple. Yeah. And I do think that on, uh, the discovery plus, I think you could watch basically like the whole season of a couple by the couple. And I'm wondering if they have the happily ever after couples, uh, broken out separately to be able to just, uh, catch up on them. Uh, let me see. So what is this, um, like the 90 day diaries is the one you're talking about. I don't about? know. Like first is okay. Here's 90 day journey, colon, Brandon and Julia. That's a thing on Discovery Plus. Oh, you know what? Yes, yes. They have a Darcy one. They have a, a Horian and Fisa one. So that might be a thing that you can check out. Let me like just it looks see. like it's just like this is just like uh, Brandon and Julia, like all of their scenes. Yeah. So, OK, so I'll tell you this. You they also have the Angela and Michael one who are a couple on this season. So that's one of them you're guaranteed to be able to look at uh, for sure. Yeah. Angela is- and Michael. Right. Yeah, so they're there. The rest of them look are not going to be on the season from what I can see here, which yeah. is, you know, sad. But but if you are interested, if anyone's interested in checking I'll these check out. I'll check out Angela and Michael for sure. Yeah, Angela and Michael's wor- a very good story worth looking at. They've been on almost every iteration of 90 Day Fiancé at this point. Yeah, who's the they, uh, who's yeah. the other new couple or uh uh Couple, yeah. So other former couples that are going to be on are Elizabeth and Andre, Kalani and Asuelu, 
and Tiffany and Ronald are going to be uh, the other four couples joining uh, Jovi and Yara, Brandon and Julia, and Mike and Natalie. All right, I got to see what they got on there. Yeah, so they'll be worth if anyone's so here's if you, Elizabeth if, and Andre. Mm-hmm. And they've been on a bunch of series as well. They've been on, I think, over three at this point. Um, and and I will add that um, if you do not have Discovery Plus, Hulu is also a subscription service that has all of the 90-day catalog on it. Mm-hmm. So you can also check it, check some of it out over there. If If people had maybe, let's say, two hours to check out something, I would recommend checking out the first episode of um, 90 day yeah. happily ever after the last season's episode. Cause that gives you the intro to three of these couples and you kind of see what the format is uh, for those listeners. Who are yeah. Interested. I, let me just also say another big thing that happened in the season was uh, the basically like uh, Stephanie was a another person who was uh, firing on all cylinders, uh, Stephanie and Ryan. And then ultimately uh, it took a, ter- a, a real a bad turn after that, that, you know, they basically, they tried to like uh, limp home with the Harris storyline. But I think that basically, uh, you know, the story had just, uh, you know, gone bad in a way where it was uh, not fun to talk about uh, after that point where we have uh, the, uh, sexual assault with uh, Ryan. So that was one where like they uh, look like that we were going to just have like a treasure trove of stuff to talk about with Stephanie. And then ultimately uh, like the bottom uh, fell out on that too. Yeah. They genuinely had me feeling that the Brandon and Julia passed the torch over to Stephanie to run the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And then, and then her story had a screeching halt when everything went wrong there in real life, not even within the gauge of the show. Mm -hmm. And and they kind of found a way to land that plane with her and keep her in the show. But it was such a detached experience from what we had gotten initially that it just felt like its own thing. And Andrew and Amira, like uh, once we got through like Amira being detained, it was a lot of like uh, same story every week. You know, it was uh, very repetitive. Uh, You know, uh, Yara and Jovi, I think did pick up some slack towards like the, back half of the season uh we didn't see yara getting pregnant um you know everything that came out of like uh yara meeting the family like there was definitely some drama that came out of that but uh ultimately you know it's still jovi you know how exciting do you want to get exactly jovi's gonna jovi and not much else is going to jump off the page with Mm -hmm. him yeah and rebecca and ziad were fine you know we like Zed. You know they had their ups and downs. Probably like the most exciting thing that happened was when uh, that woman was talking to Zed at dinner. But yeah. other than you know, oh, uh, Zed uh, didn't want to get married during uh, Ramadan. Uh, you know that went on for a while. Also, sort of like the hurry up to get married. So that was uh, whatever. Yeah, there are a couple that would be fun to see on one of these seasons where they're not bound by the marriage stuff mm-hmm. and just like a day to day. But I don't think that we're going to see them anytime soon, given that they picked the three couples they picked. Because my prediction here is that they kind of just kept in contact with these couples and then shot a bunch right after almost when they wrapped up and they just picked up where they left off. So I don't think we're going to be like, oh, it's been four months since. I don't know how long it would have been since, but. I have a feeling that the three couples that they shot footage of, it's not that far after where they stopped for 90 day. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tariq and Hazel were, you know, seemed promising, but then basically the storyline was just like, hey, should we uh, get back on <laughs> Skype and see if Minty's around? Should we, should we look at this computer? Yeah, there really wasn't much else beyond, let's try and find our couple and see if we can make that happen. But that was it. Okay. All right. Booyah. Next week, Happily Ever After. We're doing it. It's all happening, We're Rob. Happily you have, Ever After. That's Oh, that's great. That's great marketing right there. there. Love that. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Puya. until then, uh, what else you got going on this week? Let's see. This is going to be a pretty busy week for me, and I'm very excited. So I will be talking Big Brother, of course, on the live feed updates on Fridays, but then especially starting the week off with a jerked reunion with you, Taryn, and Jenny. Yes. So I'm very excited to break down some more Big Brother with you. It's been a wacky week, and I can't wait to get in touch. Get jerked. It's Monday night. Absolutely. Uh, we, you and I talked some circle over the weekend, the round table. We, we talked about the first four episodes. That's been delightful. That's been good. And then mass singer, Rob, we're at the super eight this week. So I'm going to get to see that we've seen all the wild cards now and it, we're getting down to business and I can't wait to see who's going to pull forward and who's going to get a mass next. That's going to be with Liana. And that's always a good time as well. And aside from that, I do stream three times a week, twitch.tv slash for that content as well. Okay. Um, Puya, excited to keep this going for a little while longer. So uh, it's been uh, a real pleasure these uh, last four months to uh, get on here and talk with you every week. So I always look forward to it. So excited to get the chance to do it a little bit more here. Uh, of course, uh, we got to talk about uh, The Circle over the weekend. Uh, check that out our week one roundtable. Uh, myself and Puya and Taryn and Haley Strong and Geneva talked on Saturday about the for week one of The Circle, which has been uh, very fun so far. Uh, over the weekend, I got to be on the wrestling rehab up and talk about the week in the WWE uh, with Matt and Mari. Uh, that was very exciting. And then uh, over the weekend, I also participated in a podcast power hour. Listen to 12 different podcasts so you don't have to with Uncle Kibi over on Robin Kibi Need a Podcast. And if you happen to be a fan of the uh, older reality shows, we continued the RHAP Rewind with Chappelle. Uh, we watched Nanny 911 with uh, Kelsey Rosmondi, which was uh, another fun one to go back and take a look at all at robhasawebsite.com. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week with uh, Happily Ever After. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to make sure you don't uh, miss any 90 Day Fiance coverage. Robhasawebsite.com slash 90 Day Fiance. Take care of a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, and it's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.